0: It's the Get Off My Lawn podcast for the week of October 4th, 2015. On tonight's program, we'll hear Vic Cohen say...
1: The only thing I keep wondering is, am I going to get stuck with the bill?
0: And Bob Perlow tells us about his vinyl fetish. And I know it's not fashionable now to say, oh, I love Bill Cosby. This podcast is sponsored by nobody yet. I'm your announcer, Craig, and here's your genial host, Kevin.
2: Hey everybody, Kevin here. Craig is away on assignment. Just a few quick words before today's guest. First, thanks to everyone for the feedback from last week's show. I want to hear from you, so find us on Twitter at GetOffMyLawnPod or fire off an email to us at GetOffMyLawnPod at gmail.com. Seriously, I want to hear your thoughts. Tell me what you think of the show. Tell me how, what we can do better. Tell me what we're doing worse. Just talk to me. I'm so lonely. Sorry. Second, uh, please, please, please tell a friend about this podcast. Share a link to it on social media. Let's build some momentum here. I want this podcast to be the destination for writers and other creative types. And the more listeners and subscribers we get, the more access we will have to guests. So subscribe to us on iTunes, rate us on iTunes, comment to us on iTunes, and then share that iTunes link with someone you love, preferably someone with Internet access. Third, as noted in the intro, still no sponsors. I know, I'm shocked. If you've got something you want to hawk, though, we stand ready to assist you. Please, as I stated earlier, email us at the email address getoffmylawnpod at gmail.com. And we'll talk about it. We'll make a deal here. Like I said, it can be a, a cash, it can be a barter, it can be... what. what we're flexible people here. We We, we want your money basically we we want yeah give us some cash all right consider this a digital mugging right here finally about this week's interview it it might not be the most informative but boy is it a fun one as you're about to hear vic cohen is a clever and talented guy and more people should know of him hopefully this podcast will do that i had lunch with vic a few weeks ago as you'll hear i simply dropped a mic between us and we talked about all manner of things so let's waste no more time on with the show (laughs)
1: I love this old school. If I have to use the bathroom,
3: can we, stop? can we stop it, or should I go now? You do what you got to do. I mean, I would not sit in the booth. Uh, All right. Uh, <laughs> and that's how we're beginning. Are it's we rolling? Not, yes, we uh, are, as are as rolling. Said, that, counted that, that apparently is the beginning. If you ask me to be a, if you use the bathroom. I know. So here I am sitting. Yeah. If this is it.
1: We're going to keep the mic we're, we're on. We're it It's an omnidirectional microphone. You guys should see you. Listeners, I mean, he's got this, we're in a booth, he's got his mic on like a black towel, like a hand towel. I
3: have a mic stand, but it's like the size of a car. No, it's okay. I, you know, it's I'm one just of those amazed things. anyone
1: can even hear us. I, I'm, mean, I, like, I do a
3: sound check with it, everything hopefully will sound okay, and if not... Okay. this is, I'm talking to Vic Cohen, for those of you who want to know who this voice is at the other end of the microphone.
1: Hi there. How are you guys? <laughs> Hi, Kevin. Thanks for having me here <laughs> at Cantor. Thanks for
3: agreeing. Yeah, we are... I'm, I'm officially dubbing Cantor's the official restaurant of the podcast. For
1: this particular For this episode? particular one,
3: yeah. Oh. I mean, if somebody else wants to, you know, sponsor me, I will gladly oh. drop Cantor's like a bad, you know...
1: Being here at Canter's, I want to wish you a Chol Sameach.
3: Oh wait, what is and, uh, what is this holiday?
1: Tova Uh oh.
3: That's
1: Happy New Year. Rosh Hashanah is coming up. Is it really? Not, not close date, are we? We're very close. we a couple. Do you have any New Year's couple days? Any New Year's resolutions?
3: Uh, to not be in the career that I've been in for the last year.
1: Podcasting. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is, really? this is this a part is of the new. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm
3: already sick of it. i have done uh, I feel
1: great. That's wonderful. <laughs> You know how to make a guess feel really well. That's right.
3: You so let's guess. get this over with. What? Okay. Now, whenever I ask my Jewish friends this, I get a different answer every time. What is the actual year going to be? I don't know.
4: See? Okay. So okay at
3: least you're honest something. with it. Yeah. Every time the Jewish New Year comes around, it's almost like a betting pool amongst my Jewish it's friends. It's over five thousand years. Yeah.
1: So you know. It's been a long time. It's been a little. That's bit That's why of time. we're somewhere neurotic than other people, because <laughs> we've got five thousand years worth of problems. Right. Right. So of makes
3: sense. we're here in, in the Fairfax District, which is a predominantly Jewish center of, of Hollywood, if you will.
1: Wherever I'm standing is the Jewish center. <laughs>
3: right. Have you uh, been? I don't know if you ever walked around this neighborhood. About all three blocks from here, there is a German beer garden. Oh, really? Yes. Which to me is the most ethnically odd thing to have now, in we're the middle all of a Jewish No, but that's it. And it's like, and I would see it's, these guys, you know, look like, you know, like Hasidic Jews sitting there drinking their their beer. In the restaurant. Yeah, and having their brat. And I'm like, well, this is peace Well, they're not having the brat if they're Hasidic. Yeah, well, no, Orthodox. but they you know.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, we're done with that.
3: <laughs> We've gotten past it. Well,
1: like, yeah, I mean, I used to drive years ago. Well, not that long. ago. I drove a Volkswagen, and there you go. Yeah, you know, supposedly Hitler created that car, and I loved it. Yep. I was just like, look at me, Hitler. I'm making a right turn. You know, Porsche look at Jewish designed guy. it for Hitler. Oh, is that right? That was
3: how the story goes.
1: Um, yeah, he yeah, had a BMW. I mean, you know, we gotta move on. Yeah. I mean, you no, know, we never forget. No. <laughs> but we still move on. We,
3: this is the oddest beginning to a podcast I've yeah, done yet, as we really transition from going to the bathroom to talking about, you know,
1: I hope that's not even part of this podcast. I will. It's a very casual casual (laughs) beginning. If it does get cut out, I was asking Kevin if I should use the men's room first before. I did not use the men's room, so if you hear my voice start to strain, it's because I need to go, but I'm not. Just
3: just wash your hands if you, you know.
1: You know, there's a good question about, like, here's a question. (laughs) I know this is a horrible question, but if you don't touch anything when you go in, do you still need to wash your hands?
3: I go with the old George Carlin line. I wash my hands if I get shit on them. You know, that's... And like, the hands get if, washed. If, yeah, if you're
1: clean and like you're if I don't you know, touch anything. Right. Like no hands.
3: I got no problem with you walking out at that point. It's right. between you and God, you know? <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, I like to wash my hands, but I'm just wondering your thoughts yeah, on that. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. A,
3: we're the probing questions are we've right. really hit bottom. Yeah, I know. So for those who do not know Vic Cohen, there is a documentary about him that was produced over what the last fifteen years by Howie Mandel. Is that
1: yeah, it started in ninety uh, eight. And I was a writer on Howie Mandel's TV talk show, where you and I met when you were Page yeah, when at NBC. I, when I was wearing the polyester suit. Yeah, and you were fantastic. <laughs> You're one of the most. You were the most memorable Page.
3: I appreciate that. Yeah, we
1: loved having you. And uh, he started in '98. I was a writer on staff, and I was also doing a lot of bits, a lot of comedy bits, on camera. And he just said one day, "Do you mind uh, if I start taping? It? I think you could be a subject of a documentary. Uh, just kind of following." in my life. And I was also getting divorced at the time, which he thought would be an interesting part of the story. So, he did uh, begin shooting then, and intermittently, over the next 13 years or so, he shot various parts of my life. He found some people who were also interested in putting it together. uh, Two guys who are, some of the guys who run Extra, uh, the show Extra, Reed Grinzel and Steve Sunshine. And... They along with Rich Thurber put it together and now they're in the process of selling it.
3: Nice. What's it called?
1: It's called committed. <laughs> and I guess, you know, the idea is should I be committed? And I'm also very committed in my comedy, there so it's a go. combination.
3: Now do you consider yourself a comic, a writer, an actor, all of the above? I would
1: say everything. And a dancer. And dancer. Yeah. Belly. <laughs> <laughs> There'll be a
3: show that we'll post on YouTube later of him performing that.
1: Yeah, probably. I would say I'm a hyphenate. Okay. Yeah. That's I fair. like doing it all. And I, but I, I do love the performing and uh, it's been great working with Howie over the years. He's a great person to collaborate with and perform with just because he gets the jokes and it's fun.
3: You both seem to have an improvisational style about you where you actually feed off of just whatever's around.
1: Yeah kind of becomes
3: the show I love that
1: kind of humor.
3: yeah I saw your I think I don't know if it's your latest periscope but the one where you found the gold Mercedes oh yeah now we're trying to track down the the owner of the gold Mercedes and just kind of made a deal out of that
1: it was fun I was driving through West Hollywood and I saw this literally it looked like a solid gold Mercedes it was crazy like the most unusual gold so I pulled over and periscope is an app that you can get on your iPhone or whatever smartphone you have and you can literally guys you listening ladies Guys, boys and girls, you can follow me uh, on Periscope. If I go live and broadcast, you'll get a little notice. It says, ding, and it'll say, Vic Cohn is broadcasting live. And so I decided to broadcast live using my iPhone on the app, and I tracked down the uh, driver of this car, and it was pretty interesting who it was. I won't tell you who. You just have to find out by yeah, going to my YouTube channel.
3: He had a story that uh, I didn't expect.
1: Yeah, it was a, it was a fun little journey, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. But, you know, and I kind of like
3: that. As as digital media has evolved and become more independent, you know, you were commenting that I'm doing this basically solo here. You know, I've got people that I work with on the production end, but it's, you know, you and I sitting in a booth with a microphone. You know, that's really all it takes. It's you and your iPhone going live, and that's all that it takes. Yeah, it's
1: become so user-friendly now where anyone can do it. But still, I believe, regardless of how the technology makes it easy to broadcast or create, you still need to have some ability. This is true. Uh, because if you don't know how to do you know, interview or if you don't know how to shoot video properly, it's unwatchable. Oh, yeah. So That's, even though some, everyone might be able to do it, yeah. it doesn't mean they're going to do it well.
3: When personal computers started taking off in the 80s and suddenly everybody thought they could desktop publish a newsletter or a magazine or whatever else, it became obvious that, again, you have to have some ability regardless of the technology provided to you. You know, if you have the ability, then the technology helps but the technology alone is not gonna get it done.
1: It's like YouTube is a great opportunity And yes, it's very easy to upload a video, but that doesn't mean you still you can't be entertaining. (laughs) You got to be entertaining, otherwise, (laughs) no one's going to watch.
3: Yep, that's what it comes down to. So yeah, you
1: mentioned we're here in Canners, and this is the first time I've done an interview in Canners. I'm sure there've been probably many over the years because it's such a historic restaurant.
3: I I called to get permission, and the lady was like, "Oh, whatever." (laughs) Yeah.
1: Well, my big what I'm wondering is, and this is all I'm thinking about, because I've got a big bowl of it's called mishmash. It's it's got all kinds of great stuff in a chicken soup and masa ball and other things, and you've got a pastrami, and what's the other half of that? Uh, corned
3: beef and pastrami. Corned beef
1: sandwich. And the only thing I keep wondering is, am I going to get stuck with the bill? Because um, that would be a very clever way. That depends on, way. on how well the interview goes. <laughs> that would be so horrible. <laughs>
3: I think we could probably cover this one. No, you don't have to pick up my bill.
1: (laughs) No, but it would just be be funny if you're like, thanks, Mick." I'm out of here. uh, Yeah, and you're gone. That could be be my gimmick.
3: It's like I stand people up at restaurants, you know, as I I go and I record them, and then I just ditch them and walk away.
1: I have really fond memories of Cantor's for many reasons. One is I was on a show called Deal With It. It's a hidden camera game show that Howie Mandel executive produced, and we shot a bunch of segments there. Uh, on the show here at Cantor's. Mm. Also, another great memory is I have one of the owners. uh, I had him as a guest on my podcast, which you guys can listen to. It's called Vic Cohen's It's a Fair Question. It's on iTunes. Please subscribe. Yeah, I had this guy from Cantor's. It was so fun. uh, Mike... Uh, who was it? Uh, John Total Black is right? It's
3: the new younger owner, or is it the guy uh, that's been the around? Same before? family. It's yeah, a family. Yeah, it's the same family, but I think. it's like oh, the I don't sun. know about a
1: younger guy. I
3: saw an interview not too long ago where uh, the son sort of has revamped the menu oh, a little really? bit and kind of taken charge uh, of things. This so. guy
1: is great. One of the canners. You'll see if you check it out on iTunes. And um, yeah, such great history here. It's, I love this place. Oh yeah.
3: I you know when we were talked about where to meet, I was thinking of some of the places that I tend to go to, and this is almost always one of the stops that I go to. It's, as you said, it, you know, it hasn't changed. I don't, I don't know how long I've been here. I've probably been coming here 25 years off and on, but it hasn't changed at least since then. I know there's pictures that show it hasn't changed yeah. since long All the great comics
1: would come here late night. It's 24 hours yeah. this restaurant, and all the comedy clubs are really just 15 minutes away or less, so this would be the place to, to hang out.
3: Yeah, I, and I know a lot of musicians have come here as well. After shows, before shows, you see people. It's not... You know, the the waitress, when I sat down a microphone, she looked at Vic and said, who are you? <laughs> but it's not uncommon to see famous people sitting down and, you know, doing different things, so.
1: Oh, yeah, I always see interesting people here, as great. But. Yeah. But the other memory of this place is the documentary you mentioned called Committed. Uh, you guys also can see a trailer of that on my YouTube channel. It's, uh, look, I think, it's Vic Cohen, but it might be Victor Cohen on YouTube. I'll
3: link to it on mine. But you can too, find yeah.
1: it. Yeah, and uh, we did a premiere. We had a uh, film festival screening here, oh. and my parents came in from Chicago. and nice. And we all had an nice. after-post-dinner dinner here. <laughs> it was just such a great memory.
3: Excellent. Yeah. I, yeah, I've had a lot of memories with friends here. And just come, Like I said, I tend to get the exact same thing every time, the chocolate ice cream. The yeah. A little bit that's of pain. that's my joke. A little bit of pain, but it's worth it. Yeah, and then you usually get a baked good or two on the way yeah, out. Oh yeah, you gotta right. find the bakery's something in fantastic. There. The bakery's that's not even heartburn. That's just death. You just walk oh, out there good. with a you know enough sugar to give you a diabetic coma for a while. That's I like it. That's the best. <laughs> so what are you up to right now?
1: Uh, I'm doing a, a podcast interview with a up <laughs> okay, and coming podcaster. Okay, let's uh, rephrase. I'm sitting the right next to him in a booth facing uh, what is this facing north. I think so. With a big bowl of chicken soup that's getting cold. (laughs)
3: We'll start wrapping it up, then. What is your current money-making occupation?
1: Well, I'm I'm on the show called Fameless right now. It's on TBS. It's David Spade's new show. And uh, I'm very excited about that. You can check that out, too. I think there might be some clips online. And hopefully there'll be more episodes of that. Also, I'm doing my own performing. So different clubs. I've got a big uh, engagement coming up in November. So that's been keeping me really busy. Very
3: cool. Yeah, if you have not seen Vic perform live, it is an experience every time.
1: When's the last time you saw me? Because I got yeah, a show at the Comedy Store. You should, I would oh, love yeah? for you to come. It's, I will uh, do that. October 10th. He just said he's oh, going to do wait, it. Wait,
3: I can't do the 10th because I'm out of the state. But shh, don't tell. Because a surprise oh, I think, for family. Really? You're out yes. of state?
1: Oh, okay. Good excuse. <laughs>
3: Otherwise, yes, I would definitely come to I'd the I'd love for you to come. Yeah, yeah. Fun. the last time I saw you perform, you converted a woman to Judaism Oh, right, her that was great. Yeah. That yeah, was, that you was know, fun. That, yeah, I had a
1: good time with that. It was Hanukkah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> she seemed to enjoy the conversion. Yeah, I was an so.
1: African-American girl. I was not, didn't know much about Judaism. And I brought her up and I had her say a prayer and we light the candles. I go, oh, you know, that actually is the prayer for Jewish conversion. You are officially Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah, like like you said, you're a hyphen of many things. I would consider you to be at times more performance artist than comic. That's like what I like. Said, yeah, you'll you'll feed like a, you'll you'll take whatever's there, whoever's there, and make it into a thing.
1: I love having a real experience in the moment.
3: Yeah, and a lot of comics can't do that, especially when you go to, you know, an open mic or a thing, you know, as they've got their prepared notebooks and material, and and they're good, and they'll make you laugh, but in terms of being able to really work off a crowd.
1: I like, yeah, my thing is um, I like having an experience. You know, I, I think it's really magical in a way, not to sound over the top, but I think audiences, and I know for me when I'm in an audience, if there's a shared experience between me and the performer, beyond just the performer saying a joke, and me laughing. But if there's an interaction or uh, a common, like I said, life experience, uh, to me that's just so special. I, I, I love it. And I think that audiences really enjoy that too.
3: I, I agree. I, I tend to think of comics that have sort of, they, they inject their personality into a show. You know, you saw it a lot more then in the days of like Bob Newhart in a storytelling comic. Uh-huh. You know, that really sort of becomes part of that story Bill Cosby with all of his current traumas and dramas and whatever accusations against him was very much of the moment where he could you know really set a scene paint a picture with the words and really well, draw people into a story the thing with
1: Bob, like I, I will tell some stories but like I like where there's actual real like that thing where I brought the woman up and we lit the candles yeah, yeah I love when there's that kind of very overt interaction because Sometimes, like, Bill Cosby, I don't know, I've seen him once. I mean, he he could be doing that in an empty room. Like, there's no acknowledging of the crowd reacting. That's true. There's no sense. He could be on a television, uh, you know, set doing his stuff. I saw Ronnie Dangerfield once, which was spectacular, just because it was Ronnie Dangerfield. Right. But it was also (laughs) like you put a quarter in him.
3: And he does his thing. And he could
1: be standing in front of a mirror. (laughs) But it was still a thrill to see.
3: My one complete memory of Rodney Dangerfield when I was a page. He would come on The Tonight Show. He always insisted on doing a sound check. Even though, you know, these are professional audio people. They can mic a comic and have done so thousands of times. But he would always come out wearing nothing but a bathrobe. Oh, uh, when
1: he would do the when sound When he check. would do
3: the sound check. He, I mean, every time. That, apparently backstage was all he would wear too and very often in the dressing room. Apparently it was open. That's the, ah. the, the story that he just, that was his... Man. That was, yeah. well,
1: he wanted respect. He must have had something he to show up. He must have
3: had some, you know, the Milton Berle syndrome, as everybody knows that story, but yeah. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> you have worn interesting outfits to get some attention to. I remember during the Howie Mandel years, you did the uh, black tights that you would walk around uh, and do uh, various bits in. pantsuit, yeah. suit. sorry. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, it was a full body suit.
3: <laughs> there was one bit, I seem to recall, where you, I don't know if it was you or Howie found the world's worst toupee.
1: I found it, but we...
3: For those who do not know what Vic looks like, he has... Well, at least whether he shaved it or not, about the same amount of lack of hair as me. And so he put the world's worst toupee on and was trying to pretend to not get attention and get as much attention as he could while wearing the toupee. Right,
1: and people would really believe that I didn't know, like, what was going on. (laughs) It was horrible. He would call it a hair yarmulke. Yeah. Because it kind of did look like, you know, (laughs) it was pretty bad. I still have it.
3: Do you? Please tell yeah, me you don't wear it. Or, yeah, that's
1: not wearing it now. <laughs> not wearing it now. I just lifted my hat to show Kevin.
3: It's yeah, but you I, look
1: about the same as like I? yeah. Okay. I mean, it's like you, you know, I would recognize you from your days. My uh, forehead has
3: gotten bigger over the years. That's you know what yeah, it comes down to. I've always uh,
1: I've always liked you. You're a good guy.
3: I appreciate that. Yeah. you're. I appreciate you willing to come down here and do this and take some time away from your. Busy, hectic schedule I'm excited
1: to see you I haven't seen you in a long
3: time Yeah, it's been, I think, over a year Probably
1: since that show And that's a while Yeah,
3: since that stand-up That might
1: have been two years
3: ago Yeah, because back then You guys were just talking about Putting the documentary together Right So But, yeah Well, I, I asked Vic to bring me A copy of the documentary So I could watch it and review it But he didn't because you know that's how he is.
1: Because Vic said he doesn't have a copy. <laughs>
3: I offered to buy it too, and he still yeah, said no. Yeah, no, so. I don't
1: have any copies.
3: So Believe yeah, that we, we got to get a distribution deal not, for this. So yeah, they're in the process
1: of, of selling, but it's not hasn't happened yet. And I, I wouldn't have sold it to you. I yeah, would have given you. I
3: appreciate that. There was a, the one time I remember being at NBC, and he was filming you. It was after I'd left as a page and was coming back to visit somebody. And you were backstage at The Tonight Show, Howie was going to be a guest. And you had fake blood pouring out of your ears.
1: Oh,
3: yeah. Or sitting in the hallway. I remember walking up, realizing this was some sort of a bit, because everything with you was always a bit back there. It was, yeah.
1: <laughs> kind of, we don't... Yeah, I mean, uh, I was pretending to be his publicist, and uh, everyone freaked out, but it was actually a really funny bit.
3: It Did that make up. it into the documentary?
1: No. <laughs> I wish they had... Uh, some tape of that, but yeah, we would do that
3: a lot. But yeah, you guys were very kind to me as a page. For those who do not know, the NBC studio is no longer the NBC studio, but we used to give tours for a whopping $8.50, and that was what it cost, and a lot of times if, you know, the Harry Mandel show was taping and the Tonight Show was rehearsing or whatever else, we did what was called the Brown Door Tour, where we literally walked people around the hallway for 40 minutes, and that was it. And so a lot of times, anybody who was in the hallway, I made the subject of my tour.
1: Well, I would I do not, a thing, yeah, yeah. I would fall out of the writer's room, like, literally just in my underpants.
3: I remember that. And there that was I, an yeah, installment when like, they covered you with ketchup and mustard, the other writers, and how yeah. he came and kicked you in the face a couple times.
1: And the tour people were like, what? They had no idea yep. what was going on.
3: Eventually, I learned the best reaction was not to react and to just say, okay, moving on, here's Studio 10. This right. is where they did the news. And the, they'd be like, well, what? <laughs> Business <laughs> as <laughs> usual. One time. My very last tour, I let you kidnap my tour group and take them into the office, and you led them around in a circle for about 20 minutes. And
1: I, we put them in a room and closed the door and turned the the lights out. (laughs) And the producers were so upset because they were trying to interview potential guests.
3: Yeah, and it didn't matter. We had 20 people locked in a room. Oh yeah, there's
1: like people from all over the country. They they just came to see. Uh, but for those of us that were
3: pages, you and some of the other guys on that show were very. You know, we, we you were our salvation because again there was nothing else to show. A lot of tourists thought, well, this is NBC, so we'll see Jerry Seinfeld in the hallway, not realizing he didn't tape at the NBC studio. didn't tape
1: at the CBS studios. Yeah, in the and Bally. then trying
3: to explain that to them, you know, and it just you would get some downright hostile tourists from time to time. Oh, is that right?
1: Yeah, that was really uh, an amazing time. You know, where Howie taped his show used to be Johnny Carson's right. set, like stage, not his set, but the same, like literally the building. The same audience bleachers. Please. Yes, the same bleachers. So when I first met with Howie in interviewing for the writing job that I you know eventually got on there, he, uh, would, he took me to, that, to the stage and he was showing me those bleachers and talking about how that's where he would sit when he would come out just as a fan of Johnny Carson. Oh, yeah. And you know, who, and then he would later be a, a guest multiple times on Johnny Carson's show. But it was such a historic stage and it was just so cool to be working there. And then Leno's stage was right across the hallway and it's so weird that did they just tear down the building, or what's in it's there? It's still
3: there. They've con- Like I said, NBC sold it to a private developer, and now they just call it the Burbank Studios. I believe the only two things that are there anymore are Access Hollywood and Days of Our Lives. Wow. And everything else cleared out. The news moved to Universal. Telemundo was there for a while. I think they moved out. So it's largely empty.
1: Yeah, that's too bad. I mean, it's such a great memory. You know, John, oh, yeah. uh, Jay Wood Park is... Classic car in the first spot entering. You you see it right next to the entrance to the building. Yep,
3: right in the midway. It's a great time. I remember being in the commissary many times. Like at the time, there was another soap opera, Sunset Beach, and Passions. I think were the other ones. And you'd be in the commissary grabbing a bite to eat, and there'd be some woman who was in the middle of a bed scene on the soap opera, but she wanted herself a Cobb salad, so she'd head into the commissary wearing next to nothing, and we would all pretend not to look.
1: Uh Yeah. great energy
3: yeah you know of all the different studios i worked on nbc's studio had the best sort of spark to it what other
1: studios did you work at i've been
3: in pretty much all of them in my five years i was at the cbs no no working in production and writer's assistant and doing other things at the time before giving it up and joining the peace corps uh (laughs) But yeah, I worked on the CBS a lot. I worked at uh, the Highland Studios, uh, Radford a couple times. The only lot I didn't get to work on that I wanted to was the Jim Henson studio, the old oh, Charlie wow. Chaplin stages.
1: That's still there. That's I mean, still, that still there. <laughs>
3: So one day I would like to work on a show there just yeah. so I could, you know, round out the different. And I didn't work on any of the porn studios. No, that's okay. I, I didn't even know there noticed.
1: were porn studios.
3: Yeah, well, they all moved after, you know, out to the valley. But
1: yeah, that's another shop. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I would actually think it would be interesting to interview a porn writer. Really? You know, acting. I think it would be funny yeah. to sit down. They wrote this down.
1: script on a Post-it. Right, exactly. I mean, the, nothing. They this they is really people. weird. This is totally off topic. The other day I Facebook friended someone. She's a legitimate person. I'm not gonna say her name, but and suddenly I go to her page. She up my friendship. There was like hardcore porn on her Facebook page. Have you ever seen anything like that?
3: That she had put there? No, or someone.
1: She, well, she was hacked. I mean, that, it was yeah, shocking.
3: That happens from time to time. I see it. You, yeah,
1: it was. Facebook's t- I didn't better at reporting
3: it than like Twitter and some of the others.
1: Yeah, they removed it, but it was so bizarre.
3: One of the shows I worked, I actually was to the point in my Hollywood career that I had an assistant. It was an exciting time for me, and wow. she went on vacation. And the studio I was working for brought in an, a, a temp. The temp was an adult film actress. How do you know? Because my boss called me at three o'clock in the morning one morning and said, "Kevin, turn on, turn on Cinemax.
1: No. Your secretary's." <laughs>
3: she. <laughs> good
1: at taking dictation she, yeah oh every pun was
3: <laughs> it was an awkward couple of weeks working <laughs> yeah. I won't name her name but she, I mean, she was a nice girl she did her job well yeah anybody that has to put up with me I give credit to you know
1: you drove her back into the business <laughs> <laughs> she couldn't take it anymore she's like anything's better that's right yeah <laughs> taking it up the ass is better than yeah, working, or working for Kevin I'm gonna go back to yeah. <laughs> I'll take the gangbang <laughs> this is torture
3: Well, let's see. Assuming this airs in October, which is when I'm planning on releasing it, you said you've got a couple of gigs coming up. You said you got one on the 11th. Uh,
1: Yeah, I've got this, uh, this, uh, this, the 10th, I believe. Or
3: the 10th. At the Comedy Store. All right. Definitely uh, get people out to that if I get it posted in time, hopefully. Do you have anything coming up in November or anything Uh, else At
1: the moment, I don't have anything that I can share with you.
3: Okay. If you do, Um, let us know. We'll post it.
1: I definitely will. Cool.
3: Well, I thank you for taking the time. It's time to, to eat our food now.
1: Oh, that's hopefully, it?
3: Your, yeah. hopefully, your sandwich or your soup is. is uh, it, I've never seen a bowl of soup that looks like that. Is it supposed yeah. to be hot? Is it supposed to be cold? I it's, don't know how it's, it's supposed
1: to be hot, but, to, be hot, but that's it's okay. It's a gazpacho
3: soup type of thing.
1: Yeah, I kind of snuck some of the. eating some of the matzo ball while we were talking. But that's it, we're done. Unless you got something
3: else you want to. Uh, it just happened so fast. It's mean, been 25, 30 minutes here. I mean, can, really, it yeah. was
1: like. I don't know. I was, um, You'd be willing to
3: do it again? Recommend it to friends and neighbors? No. No. Okay. Well, no, no. that's that's going too far. No one. No,
1: no. <laughs> I. Uh, it's just like it just seems like you know when you're looking forward to something for so long. <laughs> We've been
3: talking about doing this for months now, and then it's so, over. I know. You know. So. Well, Vic, thanks for talking to me.
1: Thank you. Um, we're done. We're done. So, does that now. mean we have to stop talking?
3: No, well, yeah, we'll just sit in silence. That won't be awkward at all.
1: Right? What if the best stuff we say is when the mic is on?
3: Should I keep recording? No.
1: <laughs> have no. a good one, Mr. Carr. Turn Tom. that off.
0: <laughs> it's time once again for our shameless pandering to hipsters and audiophiles alike. Here's Kevin with today's Vinyl Fetish.
2: Yes indeed It is time for Vinyl Fetish When I ask someone To tell me about an album Or albums they like This time the question Is posed to Bob Perlow A.K.A. The Warm Up Guy Here's what he had to say
4: I, I was never a music guy I No? Mean, comedy was always the thing I, And I know It's not fashionable now To say oh, I loved Bill Cosby um, But he, he His early albums and, Well comedy albums I mean, count I mean yeah. I'm are going back A long way uh, with the Masters, prior, No One Better, uh, my reference to, uh, I hope, it somehow skirts around and helps you, but uh, it, w- it was always comedy for me. I mean, from Ed Sullivan show through, through now, not so much now. I mean, to- This is true. I mean, you mentioned Bob
3: Newhart's first album, you know, Button Down Mind. As I understand the story, I've heard him tell it before. He, you know, did that album having never really done stand-up before
4: and that I just became saw that the other night if, if anyone who's listening if you want a really good reference for for tv and sitcoms there's a PBS series called pioneers of television and just the other night they 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 chronicled bob newhart and you're right he was an accountant he was funny and the, he'd never been in front of an audience before and he had to do a comedy album yeah he's remarkable Bill Cosby he was the funniest I didn't like him too much then you know a few years ago we sat down he gave me a cappuccino the next morning I found him to be a lovely (laughs) man you couldn't resist Uh, could you
2: (laughs) if you enjoyed what little you just heard from Bob Perlow please tune in next week for the full interview I guarantee you will like it lots of stories about the industry we call show For now, I'm Kevin at Get Off My Lawn.
0: This has been the Get Off My Lawn Podcast, brought to you by nobody yet. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter at Get Off My Lawn Pod. Check out our SoundCloud at Get Off My Lawn Podcast, or subscribe to us on iTunes for the latest episodes. Questions or comments, or to suggest a guest, our email address is getoffmylawnpod at gmail.com. The theme was written and composed by Brian Weideman. Check out his music at www.worldbride.com. That's W O R L D B R I.com. The logo was designed by Julie Contreras at Urban Bird Design. Go to UrbanBirdDesign.com to learn more. Thanks for listening. Tell a friend.